0: Welcome to OBJ's Best Offices Ottawa, designing the post-pandemic workplace. I'm Michael Curran from the Ottawa Business Journal. I am so happy to be here with you today for this virtual event. This is a topic that really, really intrigues me and I'm, I'm sure that's why you're here. Uh, Let me start off with a little bit of background on Best Offices Ottawa. The project started about uh, three to four years ago, and it really kind of coincided with the arrival in Ottawa of what I think to be radical new office concepts, Uh, specifically one of them designed by today's guest, by the way. Uh, I'm thinking back uh, to 2014 and the opening of Shopify's office on Elgin Street. To my mind, that uh, really kind of catapulted us into this A period where Ottawa companies were a lot more interested in designing aesthetically pleasing, uh, functional, productive, healthy offices. What really intrigued me back then is one of the main purposes of the offices was really to reinforce company culture. So that all happens great, bam, There goes the pandemic of obviously about uh, in in March 2020, lockdowns, state of emergencies that virtually emptied our offices. So these days, CEOs and business operators are left scratching their head uh, asking, you know, what happens to our offices post pandemic? And ultimately that's a bigger question than square footage or plexiglass barriers. It's a question of how teams work together and sometimes separately in a post-pandemic world. To explore this issue, we have one of Ottawa's absolute experts. I suspect many of you know our guest. If you don't, you definitely know his award-winning work. He and his architectural studio responsible for projects around the city like Shopify, Clipfolio, CanvasPop, and beyond that, restaurants such as Riviera and El Camino, plus residential projects like Saint Charles Market. I could go on and on, but I won't. Please welcome Andrew Reeves of Linebox Studio.
1: Hey, Andrew. Hi. Thank you, Michael. This is um, well, first of all, it's a privilege to be here. This is uh, super cool and super cool. What you guys are doing? Um, uh, and we're all what I described this stuff is We're all in the same boat, right? And it's um, it's quite the it's quite the world we're living in. Um, but we're here to, you know, to have open and honest conversations. And uh, I'm, I'm privileged to, you know, to have some time to chat with you.
0: Yeah. Well, that's that's awesome. I know this is again an issue that is really kind of top of mind to CEOs. Um, and it's as we said, it's not just an issue of physical office space or that. We're we're gonna we're gonna hopefully scratch way below the surface with you. And I like your initial point, right, Andrew? That line boxes in the same boat as the rest of us you guys have been working remote and experimenting with various things
1: no for sure we have and uh, you know I, I think if you're gonna te- if you're gonna you know man up and, and step up you gotta test yourself uh, so we've been experimenting with our own office and uh, what we do how we do it um and with new realities of zoom and how we're chatting now I'd, love, love, I'd rather just be around a, a table and have open forum uh but this is now the new normal um and we are Linebox uh, specifically is extremely privileged. We've we've dealt with literally the most brilliant minds of the world. Uh, we had that privileged uh, experience over years. So leading into this, um, I think we had a, a leg up because we can lean on those people that uh, we have good relationships with, that we're our clients, now friends, um, and we lean on them and they lean on us. And I think that's where we are in this world is uh we need to kind of come together uh, and rethink and challenge everything again and uh but in a good wholesome way and from being kind and and, and gentle and and questioning um all that combined with it this is very serious um yeah. and where we're going is very serious um so we're we're very lucky that we've had this privileged road to date uh they have access to you know uh, i would like think people that entrepreneurs that inspire me every day and keep yeah. me going. Uh, like everybody else is, you know, we go through our ruts and uh, more lockdowns and more whatever it is. Um, you got you to step up. You got to keep going. And uh, so we're lucky. We're lucky that we've had such a, an amazing Rolodex of clients uh, um, that have, um, that are such brilliant minds that keep us moving.
0: I, I like the point because what you're saying is you're dealing with best in class, and that's really going to elevate uh, your game. So we're, we're going to get right down to business here. And to help us do so, let me introduce one of my colleagues from Ottawa Business Journal. Here is Peter Cavessi. Hey, Peter.
2: Hi, Hi Mike. Hi, Andrew. Hi,
1: Peter.
0: So, Peter, you're going to give us a look at today's agenda and let uh, all
2: of our viewers uh, know how they can interact
0: with us today. So take it away, Peter.
2: Absolutely. So of course, COVID-19 has introduced, in some cases, forced new working models uh, upon many organizations and companies. So our first topic is really going to set the stage. So how should organizations be thinking about the purpose as well as the value of office space? We're then going to explore some very specific uh, workplace models that uh, organizations uh, can consider. And then our final topic is going to be really focused on some practical takeaway advice. Where should organizations begin in thinking about uh, their office space uh, in 2021? Uh, very importantly, uh, we do want to make this an interactive uh, conversation uh, with Andrew. So um, just below the uh, the video on YouTube, on the right hand side, there is a chat bar. We encourage you, please uh, share any questions uh, that, uh, that are on your mind. I'll be uh, monitoring that and posing them to Andrew both throughout the discussion as well as uh, in a q and A Q&A session at the end.
0: Thanks for that, Peter. And uh, as as you were just saying, uh, we got three topics, and it's it's time to delve into the first topic. So once again, it's uh, rethinking the purpose of office space. This is a, it's a really high level question, uh, Andrew. But I think it's it speaks to you know your approach to the issue. So, Andrew, let's let's let me ask you this giant question, which is: How should employers be thinking about office space today in a post-pandemic? Let's set up some of the big thoughts.
1: Yeah, I mean, there, there's it's such a multifaceted uh, thing. I mean, we have everything from design to uh, leases to budgets to schedules. All those kind of things are all intertwined, and they all have to be respected uh, equally. Um, for us in this kind of great pause of time, um, Linebox has looked at what what can we do and, and what is the office? And making sure that the fundamental truths of our original approach have uh, been tested and tried and true and re-questioning uh, ourselves. Um, so I think we've come to um, a resolve that some of the fundamental things that we've brought to um, office design, uh, ironically enough, is the qualities and characters of a home is what your office space should be, which is ironic that now everyone's working from home. So it's it's kind of an interesting thing. Our first first office um, was shelf five, one for the Elgin, and that was uh, pretty much our approach is two prong, is that brand qualities and character of a home from materials, sound, acoustics, lights, all the things that we thought made for a good home should make for a good office. Transcend that with the character of the company, high performance, and getting things done, because this is serious and it's business. And this is what uh, we like to believe that all design should have a, a tangible effect on performance. Um, all those things matter. So, all those things um, from a lighting, acoustics, sound, uh, all those things uh, I'd be equally weighed. And I don't know if those are things that um, have un- been, well, for us, anyways, they're not unwavering. They're very true and they're fundamentally true for us. Um, and then now the X factor is now the new, which excites us even more. So what we thought we knew, we have to reinvent. And we definitely have seen a thing or two um, because we experienced a thing or two. I think we're over a million square feet of offices that we've designed to date. And um, so we've we've seen some things and we've seen the things that work really well. And we've seen the things that didn't. Uh, and we experimented on us and our clients and our clients have been great that they allowed us to do that. Uh, and so we discovered a lot of things. So I don't know necessarily for us, our approach is wrong. Uh, it's not wrong. It's valid um, tenfold. But what has to be challenged is uh, now the execution of it um, and how we go about doing it, because this is all new. And if, as an architect, it's it's a really bizarre uh, world to be in where there's so much wrong and so much uh, bad happening uh, whilst being so excited about potential reinventing it. You yeah, know, yeah. we have opportunity to maybe challenge some things and COVID didn't necessarily Expose, uh, make things wrong, it expose things that are wrong, like maybe getting in a metal tube um, to go to your office, then go into a metal box to go up your office, then to be on the 50th floor of a generic tower, um, then to arrive to an office that was poorly designed and generic. Maybe all that was just wrong. You know, it's, yeah. it's not a COVID. COVID didn't do this. COVID yeah. exposed it. And COVID also will give us an opportunity to recorrect it. And I think this is where we got to be energized. And and rethink and allow ourselves and take advantage and be sharks and dive at this because um, we have an opportunity and maybe it's never happened again. Um, so it's a it's um, it's a, it, it's it's an interesting time.
0: Yeah, you, you know, I, I think when I hear you speak, um, it reminds me of that phrase "build back better," which is being used in a political context often, but it it has a much bigger uh, application, right? Uh, and when I've been reading some some of the material that you're producing at uh, Linebox, um, it really made me realize that yes, it's the pandemic that's emptied our offices, but the underlying trends that we're t- that we're still dealing with, and will deal with in in 2021, 2022, 2022 were there already. Which you know was more flexible work hours, um, less time spent commuting. Um, Trying to understand, you know, where an office space adds value, so that it's not just where we go in and we all kind of go to our cubicle and do quiet emails and not interact. Like it's almost at that level, right, Andrew? Where you need to say, where does an office add value to the company's culture, to its operations, to our efficiency?
1: No, one hundred percent. And and I think this is where it leads, like the macro-micro level of things. I know it's not just about your office space. It's urban planning um, and where you come down to and, and how you spill out and how your community is in the 15 minute uh, walking uh, distance of good cities, healthy cities, um, places that you want to go to. And um, I think this is the ultimate challenge right now that we're in for business owners um, uh, and and the office space so we need to make spaces that you want to come to and they foster innovation they foster creative thoughts they spark ideas there are opportunities for things to happen that you never thought were potentially could happen uh, and that's usually where the stories begin with anyone that we've ever interviewed and for linebox when, when our first kickoff meetings that we always have a sit down chat with the founders and how they started the businesses and where they're going and what they want to do and what's that their core culture and none of those conversations started off with like I was, you know, on a Zoom meeting and doing whatever. They were very intimate um, uh, moments, and that spark of ideas are things that you can't quantify, but you can create an environment for them to potentially foster it and, and grow from there and create and spark and spark and spark. And there's a lot of really interesting uh, op- opportunities for these things. Um, I, but we have to make sure, though, and this great pause that we're kind of calling that we can make an office a great office. But if that great office is in a crappy building and a crappy neighborhood and a crappy environment. And um, you know, we've been privileged of late to be dealing with you know, kind of North and Carlton University for Hub three hundred and fifty. And I love what they're trying to do, and what they are doing is seeing that it's all connected. You know, the the environment, the the city, the the campus. Uh, you have to go for a good little bike a good little walk uh, h- mental health and and physical health and a good coffee and all these other things all these things matter you know uh you will to walk to work and the environment that you want to come to and you want to be a part of um it's the people that have created uh crappy spaces and crappy culture that are gonna have a bit of a not a bit a whole lot of waking up of um you have a challenge um, and you have to look at yourself in the mirror and recreate and rethink um, well, that's a
0: that's a great start to topic one let's bring uh peter Cavessi back on screen peter's doing our interactive component watching the chat and uh one of the things peter did by the way uh before uh today's broadcast is he circulated a survey with a couple questions so peter you're gonna now uh, give us the the first question and what people said so take it away uh, peter let us know uh, what's going on in our questions
2: so of course you know with uh, with the work from home model there've been some uh, advantages some people have appreciated uh, the lack of commute and the flexibility but there's also been some some shortcomings so the first question that we uh, we asked our audience in advance of uh, today's uh, today's discussion was what has been the biggest shortcoming of the work from home uh, model now granted uh, a lot of people said it has worked out okay but you know as you can see the the biggest uh, biggest response has been that diminished corporate culture and what i find particularly uh interesting about that is, uh, to me, Andrew, that suggests that there's going to be a bit of ground to be made up. That uh, that employers, uh, organizations as a whole, are going to have to work on rebuilding that uh, that corporate culture. How does that uh, fit in with office space?
1: Interesting stats. No, the the what I, what I take from this is that there, there's no permanent anything you know, it's not about always working from home or always about working from office. And I think what we've, I think, what I think there's some genuine truths and some universal truths. Um, For Linebox, like I said, we experiment on ourselves. So I can only uh, right now um, use some data and some input that we've experienced. And um, what we've experienced is that, no, not always working from home works. It doesn't, it doesn't at all. Um, Not always working from the office works. So now we're presented with an opportunity to um, see how those things mesh and how a hub can come together for inspiration and, uh, and have moments like how you can have an office where you have a little slow drip coffee in the morning uh, an inspiration session in the end and high performance, high, high impact afternoon and then finish it off with a Friday with a local beer. You know, like these are things that I wanna come to the office, I, w- that I wanna go there. I'll, I'll drive if, if I have a remote or whatever. Uh, but maybe this mix and blend of uh, working from home and and understand and listen. I think that's what architects have to do. This is not about um, style and about the cool trending things and about plastic and arrows. It's not about those things. It's about listening. Architects and designers should really listen to what's happening out there and just digest. and That input. And then you can come to a resolve. And I think this pause that we've on, now we're at the point where now we to execute. The pause has to be over because we're on the other side of this curve and we'll explain some construction side later, but we have to listen. What are the cool things about working from home? What are the cool things about the office? And we have to make sure that we design spaces that are for everybody and that respond to human condition. Everything to do Google the human condition uh, from everything from a bachelor the, by himself to the super rich by where they are. Everybody has a space, uh, no one is different and you gotta figure those things out and how you can blend them and melt them uh, and design holistically, so it works. Um, and mm-hmm. let's listen for a bit. And I think we're at the point where we listen now with to execute, that's kind of where we are now, I think.
2: That's a really, really good takeaway. And uh, just a quick reminder to uh, to our audience that uh, there is the chat window. So please, anything that's on your mind, please put in your uh, your questions. We're gonna be posing some of those to, uh, to Andrew uh, at the end. Mike, why don't you take us into our second topic?
0: Uh, great. And a great segue there, Andrew, because really that culture question is about people. So, so now our second topic is the n- possible new office space, uh, models. And, uh, Andrew, this is kind of, I i feel like, where we're getting a little bit uh, down into the weeds in a good way, getting into starting to kind of visualize potentially with these new office models. Your uh, your architecture studio, Andrew, has identified kind of three different ideas. Can you walk us through those?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, for us, anyways, fundamentally, we, you know, we, we want to make sure that we respect the serious business that is the practice practice of architecture, the cost and time that it takes to make things happen, the creators and makers that we need to uh, connect with to make things interesting. Um, and in contrast that design-wise with some of these images that we're showing is like the macro micro. So the, ma- the micro is like how you move out space, how you have that little cool coffee, how you slow drip and have a conversation. Then you, how you enter the high performance spaces which have high performance tech have the best cameras the best acoustics the best lighting how you then contrast that then you go down that little building then to a little community where you can walk out and get your haircut which i haven't had done in a long time because we're locked up those things all those things have to work and and design is holistic it's not about the trend of today or the cool colors of today it's thinking about how people move about space how you know for us we've always done this and 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 for us the cool thing will come through houses then into you know, um, restaurants and and offices and condos is the fundamentals of a home. You know, how and what we've done when we design your home. If we design your home, Michael, one day maybe um, we'll design your home and we we switch around to verbs like, what is the eat? What is the sleep? What is it to work? Those things are much more interesting than this is my living room, this is my dining room, and some pictures. Those things, uh, you, those are defined and come with a preconceived idea of what a, what a kitchen is. I'm more interested and my box more interested in what it is, how those verbs, like from introverts, extroverts, they all deserve a space and everyone needs their space. And to think that you have the smarts to define those spaces for everybody, well, it's a bit arrogant and this is wrong. Um, and if you can see on the business side, you can see the opportunity that if you design these spaces properly, it's high performance, high energy, um, and there's a payback. So design shouldn't just be about cool and fun. There should be a, a very tangible payback of your performance and why this works. Because I respect the the crazy um, uh, amount of uh, um, investment that a company has to make financially, time uh, and trust. Uh, this is, these aren't, these aren't jokes. These are very serious things, um, but this is a very serious times. And you gotta make, uh, for all the companies out there, you gotta make that decision. Uh, you can totally ro- work remote and do those things. There's, there's a place for everybody. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to go there, you have to really go there and respect the time, energy and budget and those things that it takes to,
0: to make it happen. When, when I look at those three uh, models, decentralized office club and work from home, work from office, this is just my personal uh, bias, Andrew, but, uh, the the, the office club really is intriguing to me, right? Um, it's, and, and your document, I think even said culture club, which reminds me of the eighties. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, the office club, which is like you you know you go in with the intent of, of socializing and collaborating. Um, is that the, the basic concept? No, no, totally.
1: I, I really believe in uh, I had a university, uh, university professor in Michigan that, uh, that said that something to me always uh, I would say fundamental to a lot of things we design is that urban planning, so everything from urban planning to your house, to your office, there's no difference they need to spark the most opportunity uh, the most opportunities in a day for accidents to happen yeah so you know if and and the bad would be uh, i'm in my car i get in my garage i drive into another garage i come up a, a elevator go into whatever there's no opportunity for accidents along the way there's no interaction so so what we what we've always done is pay attention to those human conditions that we need those sparks along the way and these hubs and these things that that can you say something i say something and the conversation then goes somewhere else that no one has ever thought of and i think that's all the founders that we ever dealt with in all offices that's a conversation i always hear that someone says something and you know that person said something and then this giant company uh, evolved from those brilliant ideas and none better than the other ones but all together that's pretty cool so you gotta i think design wise you gotta allow the opportunity you can't control the opportunities you gotta allow it and then hopefully that happens when you transcend that stare and you run into somebody, a new hire and, and, the, and the most senior exec, and you pull over and have a conversation, that junior person could come up with a little sketch, that a little code, a little whatever it is, that now then he's like, okay, I got that. And that, that, that sparks something. And it, it goes somewhere that no one thought it could go. Um, and I think. I think architecture has that power to foster yeah. it. Um,
0: it's, a, it's the power of accidental you know collisions and I, I love your analogy about the uh, Shopify had uh, had a, uh, a staircase of course, connecting two floors and, and that's what you're talking about there. So I'm going to br- bring back uh, Peter here. Again, Peter's doing our interactive uh, component. So there was a, there were two questions you asked our audience in advance, Peter. what was the second question and what did uh, people say?
2: Well, with expectations that vaccines will be uh, rolled out quite widely uh, throughout 2021, uh, we're all hoping that it will be very safe, at least for uh, for people to uh, come back to to the office. So we asked the question once vaccines are widely available. What's going to happen to to your workforce? Will you continue to to divide it up? Will everyone be back in the office or is is this been working out well? Is everyone going to continue to uh, to work from home? And uh, again, overwhelming uh, majority of people said they're going to divide their time uh, or have their employees divide their time a a bit at home, a bit at the office. I saw those results and um, that sounds challenging for, for employers. So Andrew, I know this is a, a a big question, but where should employers start thinking about how to accommodate that, that split workforce of uh, having employees divide their time between home and the office?
1: No, that's super. That That's a really interesting uh, um, um, question. I, I would say then though, um, like we've been talking about is that, we need to think about everything like your at home office you know uh what is a hotel what is a uh, at home office what is the office uh all those things need to be questioned i think this is the kind of privileged time we're in um to redefine all those things and the answer is yes i think yes that people need to have flex um i think what we learned from this we've been tethered from our stations we know we're giant PCs sitting and hardwires and whatever. I think most companies now have evolved and figured out how you can do it. And every place is a workplace from home, coffee shops, parks, uh, couches, all those things. Every place is a workplace, but every place needs to have a place for them. Uh, introverts, extroverts, all those kind of things. So the answer is yes to all of them. Yeah, yes, to work from home. Yes, to physical office. Now, what what do you want to do in all those spaces that you feel will complement uh, those things if it's day to day get stuff done if it's come together to gather in a hub to inspire all those things have physical um repercussions um to them you know and it's uh, we're definitely uh, we're definitely on board to help inspire and come with those deals but sometimes like i was saying before is that it's company culture. You got to really look within and and what's best for you um, and what works for you, and come up with some things. And then we can take it from there and keep going with it and 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 show you some things. Uh, but it's a, it's an honest moment, really. To be honest, it's a it's a true reflection of times. And uh, if we're going to get into more a little bit of the construction side of things, I know I bypassed that, but this is real. You know, uh, unfortunately, um, the construction uh, curve. And the time it takes to make something is very real, it's, yeah. and um, everything from hiring, you know, line box or any other architecture cool firm, consultants, building permits, construction, and especially in COVID times where nothing has gone, uh, cushion has gone up, um, time is taking longer. Um, so for anyone that's out there looking at very real decisions, and these are very real decisions about who you are as a company, and what you want to do. Unfortunately, you know, you don't have the privilege of time. Um, we I'm estimating something, you know, if, if uh, an office if a generic office, say I got two floors, 20,000 square feet, uh, I want to do this. You're a year away. So you got to watch, you don't react too much about now. And this is maybe why I'm hypersensitive about the plastic walls and, and arrows. You're reacting to now. I don't mm-hmm. think there's uh, design resolve about now. I think actually creating worse scenarios and worse environments and mental health stuff about uh, overreacting to now. But it's insane. it's an insane um, um, challenge for entrepreneurs and business owners to think about a year from now uh, and wh- what spaces they want and where the culture will be when you're so embedded with the realities of now and, and, the, and, and what's happening with now. But the truths are um, it takes time and time and money. And, and uh, we've already had some uh, offices call us that say, okay, this is cool, we're on board, we wanna do this. And want to be there in three or four months no it's a year and if, you, if you're talking fifty thousand square feet you're almost two years out so these things are you know you gotta you gotta respect the things that we're given and i know tech is famous for disrupting and doing these things we can't disrupt these things these are things that are the, we do it the fastest best and we respect budgets and do thing we can do i think better than anybody but we still have the same uh, pro- protocols that we have to
0: follow and, there, yeah. and there's no disrupting that it's um, it uh it reminds me andrew when you're saying that it's like respect the process right so you know you got to go through the process there's no shortcut right no. Um, and and i think the complexity of living in this time and age is supply chains and construction and, and all of that being disrupted by the way i think if anyone's keeping track we just t- we just checked off topic number 3 which was <laughs> where to start so that was that was great you 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 uh you, you had the perfect segue there, Andrew. So I I think just looking at the clock a little bit, uh, Peter, why don't we go to the Q&A? I know Andrew's eager to get questions from people. So uh, let me hand things off to you, Andrew. We'll move into Q&A and uh, we'll, we'll let this roll for a few minutes and then we'll come back and uh, have some parting thoughts.
2: So already people have submitted some really great questions that I can't wait to, to pose to to Andrew. Uh, Andrew, I'm gonna get, get right into it. Uh, one of the questions that, uh, that came up was, what do you think is the future of the totally op- open concept uh, workspace? Uh, is that's going to be something that employees are going to be uh, accepting um, f- following uh, COVID nineteen? No, no, no. It was never, it was never right.
1: It was, there. It's like the, the the open office was never right, and this is maybe what COVID is. What I was saying before is that it's just, it's just hyper exposing things that were just wrong, and maybe we just did it the way there was. We've never were fans of uh, open office. We were always big fans of uh, the realities of, of an office that you need to have bums and seats and you need to have your numbers. And this is not this is not true going forward. This is a true what we were designing for a year ago. You need to have a lot of density um, to have bums and seats. But we always did. We understood that no no one's actually going to be in those spaces. So if you have, provide spaces for everybody, so it's a layering of, uh private semi-private backwater spaces and you've, you've provide enough of them everybody will find their space so if you're the extreme introvert you don't want to be alone you don't have the comfort of people around you but you want to find that spot if you need to have a zoom meeting like we're talking about right now you need to have this super private crazy lockdown spot so there's a space for everybody so there is no magic bullet that open office solves anything uh and no open, open offices are always wrong always uh it's just that we we did it because you had to, and you had to have so many people on the floor, and that's how the math worked and that's how the performer worked. Uh no, but going forward for obviously COVID reasons and spatial distance um is, is a real fact. But spatial distance, I think, will transcend to physical form later that maybe we're too close to begin with, and maybe we actually had a we needed more of these spaces, you know, to get away from each other a little bit more. Uh that impacts, you know, your square footage and your performance and all those things. So no, open office isn't the isn't the resolve and um,
2: it was always wrong anyways. fantastic. Um one question that I, I think was really, really interesting when you're talking to uh, to to your your clients, are you seeing any shifts in the interests of downtown versus suburban space?
1: Oh uh, uh... Uh, yeah no totally um uh, and what i what i what i think is happening and and definitely um this is my hedging of what i think is going to happen it's not about downtown or canada or downtown that's not that's not what necessarily it is it's more about uh, good character buildings that are mid-rise i think the idea of coming to a building and going up to a 30 30th story um, isn't something that's gonna uh, do well going forward. I think people are gonna be uncomfortable with that. Maybe it was just wrong uh, to begin with. I think the podium levels, character built buildings, cool post and beam loft buildings, there are six stories and less that you can walk up to every floor and have your floor and your thing. I think those are gonna be the buildings that are going to be successful. Um, I like to think that this will, COVID will also trigger good urban planning. Urban planning has been uh, off the mark for a long time. It's not even a debate. Um, so what I think is going to happen is mid-rise buildings, small communities, walkable communities, a 15 minute walk. If anyone can Google that, you'll, you'll find lots of information about how your community should be walkable, that you get a good barber, you know, live there, work there, walk there, all those things. And that doesn't mean it uh, has nothing to do with Canada or downtown. They all should be that way. Um, and good cities are good cities. There, there's not suburban model and downtown model. We have a green belt. Use that start go within and start creating, uh, creating good spaces, then go to good offices. You can't have a good office and shitty space. It's uh, it's not gonna work.
2: Just to go back to one of the topics uh, that, uh, that we had covered, um, there's this anticipation that we're going to see a mix of people working from home, uh, working from the office. That sounds like a lot more Zoom calls in our uh, immediate future. Paint me a bit of a picture of the ideal office space that would accommodate everyone talking on Zoom without driving each other nuts, if I can put it that bluntly.
1: <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's actually, when we, like I said, we were experimenting on ourselves. Cause if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna say something about uh, what office should be or technically or not, you, you gotta test yourself. And we tested everything. We failed miserably in a lot of things. So new camera, new mic, new this, whatever those things are. Uh, but before this latest lockdown, we started having people back in the office and we noticed you can start at six or seven people and it's a fact that Zoom uh, and, and these kind of uh, interactive meetings are, are here for the future. This is not a, a, a COVID type thing. These are things that will be around for a long time. And some things transcend, some things will end. But this is definitely uh, communications is something that's going to be here for a long time. Uh, and we noticed we have four or five people and then you're Zoom, 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 Zoom. And you can't be in the room and you can't be open office. So now we creating these little objects. And so we started experimenting now, line learned a lot of things with carbon and real and Canadian made and and start taking things from outer space and bring it down to what what we should be. We're we're manufacturers. I'm from Windsor. We can make things. We can create things. Uh, but back to Zoom is that this is a real example of how just a simp- just simple communications between two people instead of have a boardroom of 25 people that physically changes everything. So you gotta do that properly and right, and then it's not just a room with a ten thousand dollar camera. The ten thousand dollar camera has the right light, the right acoustics, the right stuff, and all all this stuff. Even for this little uh, interview, your audiovisual guy was so cool. He's like, he set my settings and whatever, and I'm like, oh, that's what that button does. And so all these things have to be respected, uh, and and you have to learn and be inquisitive, and uh, it has to work on all levels. It's like I said, it's not it's not a trend of design. It's it's holistic. It, it has to all work. Uh, or it all fails.
2: Um, we have time for one quick uh, quick question to, uh, before we wrap up. We, got, we, we had a question from our audience. What is your outlook for co-working space? How is COVID-19 going to change the the demand and interest in, uh, in co-working spaces across Ottawa?
1: That's an awesome question. I mean, uh, uh, we are currently in those. We were, we are we work. I was a big believer in it. I still am. I mean, uh, the corporate side of things and how they've done things is uh, is obviously up for debate and and we all know how that all shaped out. I actually believe that this, this is where it's going and maybe tying it back to Canada North uh, and, and Hub 350, what I love about this idea is that we can share a thing that maybe individually you can't afford financially and otherwise to have like this wicked coffee shop or a cafeteria, all those things. But what if there are these things that these hubs that come together and the hub could be your little office or it could grow to be these offices that now share certain things. And, back to fostering new ideas and spark of ideas, that's where things can happen, right? A small little startup with two people can be there with the investors then that say, hey, that's an awesome idea. I wanna catch you when you're early on and let's grow and let's do these things. And that's where it gets super exciting. And I think that's where entrepreneurs will step up and say, okay, this is is something I wanna be a part of and also have you know, I hate the word it's, it's it's a funny thing is they have fun along the way, you know, like in this crazy world and entrepreneurs and business owners will know it's a lot of stress. But, you know, they, it can be fostered in an environment that you can have some fun and excitement and and tests and, and retests and some things work don't work. But that's part of what the spirit is. And if that little hub, uh, maybe the hub isn't just your office, the hub could be, you know, multiple offices that come down and share these things. I'm a big fan. I. I I know in this world of like not sharing, not can't come to your house, can't touch each other, can't look at each other, can't hug, all those other things. It's very perverse to say, yes, actually, the shared office thing, I believe, I I believe is was right. And it's going to take some time before before it's comfortable and before those things go. And I'm sure um, existing shared offices have got their butt kicked um, because of uh, the realities of today. But I don't think I don't I don't think their approach is wrong.
2: Well we're going to bring Mike back into the conversation. But Andrew, thank you so much for for sharing all those uh, those insights uh, with our audience. Wow,
0: those were great questions. I <laughs> like I really wish we could go on and on, but Alas, we're coming to the uh, to the end of the broadcast. We suggested to our uh, registrants and, and viewers that we'd go about uh, 30 minutes or so a little in overtime, which is perfectly fine. And, you know, despite the fact, Andrew, that we spent all this time, I still feel like this is really just the beginning of the conversation. I know a lot of people watching will have uh, questions for you. So we're going to bring your contact uh, information up uh, on screen for uh, for line box. Again, if anyone has questions uh, about these really, really critical issues, you know, that deal with your culture and productivity and so on and so forth, here's how you can uh, contact uh, Linebox. So, again, Andrew, thank you very much for being part of this. Um, you're, uh, you're an inspiring guy. Love your ideas. As you said, you're working with the, the best of the best. So uh, we need people like you, Andrew, uh, as we uh, as I was saying before, as we build back better.
1: No, thank you guys. This is, uh, this has been awesome and I applaud what uh, you guys have been doing through this whole cycle of, of, uh, tough times for all, um, uh, all business people and OBJ you stepped up and, uh, it's been, it's been cool to watch what you guys have been doing and who you've been covering and the stories you've been, uh, even exposing and, 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 and reaching out to everybody. I mean, obviously that, I think the one crazy thing is we're all in this together, you know, yeah. everybody, everybody, um, uh, from small restaurants, you, every, everybody. So it's yeah. it's cool that you, what you guys are doing. You guys are doing a lot of cool initiatives, and thanks. Uh, we're proud to be here, um, Chad. Um, and yeah. I guess. Yeah. Keep I think
0: uh, You know, Ottawa. I'm sure you agree is a great city, a great uh-huh. business community, and you know, it's. Uh, we all need to pull, uh, be rowing in the right direction, as they say, in the same direction to 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 have some progress here moving forward. So. Yeah. Um, Thanks again, Andrew. Really appreciate it. As uh, we wrap up the show, just a few quick uh, comments. Um, One, this uh, live YouTube will become a uh, YouTube for replay. So that's going to happen in the next few hours. Um, I'm sure many of you uh, that have tuned in live want to share this with your colleagues. So that will be easy to do. Also, there's lots more to come from uh, our Best Offices Ottawa project. In fact, this spring, In our quarterly news magazine, there'll be a supplement um, uh, on Best Offices, so that will hit the streets late March, early April, and we're planning to do uh, another virtual event uh, sometime around that time. Uh, As I mentioned, that's all the time we have, so on behalf of my colleague Peter Cavessi and of course our very special guest Andrew Reeves from Linebox Studio, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to leave you with a quote that I pulled from Andrew and box on uh, on their website, here's the quote. In its simplest form, architecture must be a series of lines and boxes that come together to create a sculptural object. However, the soul of a space is directly connected to the characters of its inhabitants. So there's something for you to think about. You can check out uh, box website for more information. Uh, that's all the time we have uh, for now. Hope to see you real soon. Cheers everyone.